Perfect. Good evening. Today is April 4th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is step six, and our speaker tonight is Sam from Rhode Island. Thank you, Sam. Take it away. All right. Thank you so much for, uh, for leading. Carla, thank you for hosting. Uh, my name is Sam. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. I live in Bristol, Rhode Island. Um, I just wanted to just take a couple of minutes very briefly to qualify because I think that's really important to know who the heck are you talking to? You know, I can say that I'm a compulsive reader, but if I don't share any of my experience, you might look at me and see maybe the, um, I don't want to say like the after, but the present and think there was no, there was no kind of struggle in it. And my, my uh, story is that anytime that I tried to battle with my compulsive overeating, I lost. I come from a really painful history of compulsive overeating, exercise, bulimia, and anorexia. My first memory that I have of compulsive overeating was at four. My first memory I have of trying to manage my uh, my weight was at seven. So a seven-year-old girl trying to figure out how to control her weight when she couldn't figure out how to control her food. And that's a really, really sad life. And nothing really worked to help that. You know, it says frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. I heard it all from really, really young to, to much older in life. And, you know, none of those um, add a girls or you shoulds or you, you, you might as well. None of that ever really helped me. Um, I've tried. I've tried everything that was available to me at the time. I've done everything uh, from paying for it to looking it up online to purchasing it and not actually opening it to actually opening it and not having it work. I've created crazy diets. I've researched crazy diets. I've researched, you know, crazy ways of modification. I've done everything from eat it when you feel like it, which by the way, I always felt like it because I always felt and, um, and I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, for, for me, it's really important to always share that food wasn't my problem. Food was my solution, my solution to the discomfort that I felt every single day. One of my favorite speakers talks about it's like being it's like being a scream without a mouth. And that's how I felt all the time. And uh, and it wasn't until I was. Um, 23 years into into binging, restricting, trying to get rid of, trying to control, trying to tally that uh, um, a member of my family that was doing something different. She was just, her essence was different. And I didn't know what it was. And so I reached out to her because I thought that she, it was because of a food plan that she was following. And I had said to her, like, take me, take me to your people, take me to your home. Maybe it will work this time. Because it was something that I had tried and tried and tried. And I just thought, maybe if I have that support system, that will work for me. And so what ended up happening was she said, I'll take you, but I also want to take you somewhere else. And, uh, and it was that, um, that moment of really, I'm on my knees desperation that when she said Overeaters Anonymous, my response wasn't a four letter word. I mean, we're not exactly a sexy club name, right? I mean, like, I don't want a jacket that says I'm a compulsive overeater, you know? Um, so she she led me to the 20 question quiz that's that's available. And I took the quiz and like, I don't mean to brag, but like I, I passed it with flying colors. And I just... She asked me to go to a meeting and I, and I was just done. And so I went with her 
And I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, you're going to hear crazy things from people. And I don't want you to judge anyone. And I want you to know that like, this is really um, sacred, what you're hearing here. So please let it stay in here. And I learned about anonymity really, really quickly. And I think her and I both had the impression I was going to walk in and totally not relate. And I'm not a public crier. And I sat there and I cried. I, I was just beside myself. All of these lovely people went back to step one and read it for me. I think they were on one of the crazy steps, right? Um, but they went to step one and they, and they shared their experience and I was just gobsmacked. I mean, oh my gosh, I do it too. Oh my gosh, I do it too. Oh my God, I do it too. And it was just, it was what I needed. So that was back in 2017. I've never left the rooms, but I can't tell you that I've been, um, abstinent in working the program since 2017. Cause I haven't, what I did was I came into 2017 and I learned about slogans and I learned what to say. And I learned how to restrict. I learned how to look really good and how to sound really good, but how to get sicker on the inside. So what it was like was I was like frosting on a rotten cake. I just, I felt even worse when I came in because I lost all the weight and I got sicker. And I thought that when I heard people say thin isn't well, that they were just kind of BSing because they were jealous. Sick wasn't well. I, I got underweight in, in this program. So anyway, I, I was desperate enough to do this crazy thing um, called Overeaters Anonymous, the 12 steps, and work them. I had someone that was willing to take me through the steps. No watering down the program no questions asked other than if I don't really understand something, not if I don't agree with something, if I don't understand something. So she took me through the 12 steps. So was, um, that was really important for me. And um, I thought I had taken them before I had sponsors. I had lovely sponsors and they took me through all 12, except I never took step one, which is like a really big kind of crucial component that I just thought, well, if I look good, then obviously I took step one, right? Cause I'm, I'm, powerless over confection. So I'm just not going to eat them. Not true. Not the case. So I hit my bottom. I hit my, my bottom, bottom, bottom here. Um, and I had a real surrender piece. And so today I have been uh, privileged to be asked and thank you for asking to speak about step six. So step six, right? Let's go to all the words because there aren't really many in steps. Because I mean, if you really go to it, if you go into big book, we are looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven whole lines on step six. And so I've heard a lot of people that have done great, fabulous work on step six. I mean, the long, extensive, I mean, spreadsheets, ah, girl after my own heart. Like I love a good spreadsheet. I've, I've tried different versions of step six, but the way that really stuck with me and the experience that I've had is, is all that I have to share with you today. So I'm going to just start at the top of 76 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. If we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. So that's the first step. If I can answer what? Okay. So I think for, for me, the big thing is if it's only seven lines, I got to figure out concretely, what have I done before getting to this step six? So on, if we go back a page on 75, it talks about how we've, um, we've take, we've taken an inventory before, right. Of our, 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 our character, our character. I'm just going to call it that. Some people don't like the words defects. Some people don't like the word shortcomings. How about our character? What was it like with me? 
in and out of the food, unattended, you know, with, without, without any kind of guidelines. That's, that's really what it is. And so what I've done is I've taken an inventory and I've done it through a very particular process that's outlined in this book. They've given us wonderful directions. And so if anybody's done this before, or I'm going to talk to the person who hasn't done it before, it's quite jarring <laughs> because you find out wherever you go, there you are. And for me, what I found was when I did my inventory, the players didn't really matter because I was there and I was the common denominator and I treated people the same way. They didn't really matter. It was me. It was how I showed up. So I've done this inventory here that's in step four. This is, and I'm getting a couple of steps ahead here. And so what I've done is after I've, I've made this inventory, I've shared it with another person. Now, I was always good with sharing a little bit to a lot of people, you know, just like spread the wealth, spread the love so that nobody really knew the whole story and I could spin it and I could, you know, for a while I could remember who I was telling the story to. But what we're asked to do here is we're asked to tell somebody everything, 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 the whole thing. So I told everybody, I, I told one person what my story was, how I act, what my character is like, both in and out of the food. And I think that's really important because I had this idea that if I'm out of the food, I'm going to, I'm going to become snow white. Like it's going to be rainbows and sunshine. And I am so sweet. And my only problem is that I'm overweight or underweight or eating or not eating or, or exercising bulimically. But what I found is that if you take the food out, I, I can still be a piece of work. So I've shared all of this with somebody. And then what I've done is after I've, after I've had this whole sharing, you know, there's usually the point of maybe some people will ask, is there anything else? <laughs> and there, there usually is, you know, or, you know, so I've shared it with everything. And then I've been asked to go home to get quiet. It says for an hour. I didn't have a sponsor that took that as hyperbole. <laughs> I had a sponsor that said, I want you to go home. It says to put minutes. the book on a shelf. Thank you. To put the book on a shelf. She actually said, find a shelf, put it on, take it off, and then sit for an hour and look and see if there's anything that you've missed in this kind of building of a character. And so what I've done after that is it says, I am going to ask myself some questions. So this is really important because these are what it's talking about. If I can answer to my satisfaction. Carefully reading the first five proposals, which is the first five steps. And that's something that I missed from 2017 to about 2020 was all five proposals. So reading the, the five steps, I'm going to ask myself, did I omit anything? In that period of sharing, was there something else that maybe got intentionally or unintentionally? And then I'm going to, I'm, because that is the key to my freedom, right? If I have something that I'm still, still there and it gives me, this is a very generous book. It gives a lot of opportunities to just take a second look and a second pause. So I'm going to ask myself, um, am I free? You know, have I given, have I given all of that up so that I can move forward so that I can say, okay, past here you are. And now I'm, I'm a different person. It gives all of these 
construct, I'm not in construction. It gives all these like construction questions, right? Are the stones in place? Um, is my work solid? Have I skimped on the cement poured, put on the foundation? Have I tried to make mortar without sand? I don't know which, what much of that is, but can I say that I've done the work the best that I can with where I am without just trying to skip by, without rushing, without trying to say, I did 12 steps in 12 days. I'm not here to rush to the finish. I'm here to have an experience and to be changed by it. So have I done it or am I, I'm, I'm a slacker. I'm a, a you know, I want to start at the end kind of girl. So I'll, I'll skip things. And if you don't know, then that's fine. But that's what gets me into trouble. So it says, can I answer those questions with satisfaction? If so, I'm at step six. So where we're supposed to be tonight. We've emphasized that willingness is being indispensable. And I just want to take a second to talk about willingness. I think it's great. I hear people say that I'm really glad that it's not recording YouTube either, because I don't know if my feet, I, I, I think that willingness is wonderful, but I think willingness without feet is completely futile and it's useless. If I say that I'm willing and I'm not willing to back it up with an action immediately, I don't know how long that's going to last. I'm just relying on grace here. So it says that willingness is indispensable. And I absolutely think it is because if I'm not willing to do something, I'm not going to, if I'm not, if I'm not willing to make a paycheck, I'm not going to go to work, but I, I got to be able to do that. So it says it's indispensable. And then I have in my, in my big book, I've just crossed out a lot and put eyes in there because if not, then this is your experience and I don't really need it. So I have, am I now ready to let God remove from me all the things which I have admitted are objectionable. Now, objectionable, I looked that word up. I love definitions. Am I ready to let my higher power remove from me all the things which I've admitted I is unwanted, unacceptable, inoffensive? It has to be offensive to me. It has to be unwanted by me, unacceptable to me. There's a lot of things I can do that might be unacceptable to the other person. That's really not going to stir me. That won't be my willingness with feet on. If I think that, you know, Jane Doe isn't going to like that. Well, if it doesn't bother me, then, you know, we can agree to disagree. And then it says, can he now take them all, every one? And, and I have written in my book, don't hesitate. If I can't answer that question, I'm hesitating. There's something that's still there. There's something that needs to be kind of looked at. And then this is the one. If I cling to something, I will not let go. I ask God to help me be willing. So cling. I love this definition. Remain persistently or stubbornly faithful to. That's like a game changer, man. I mean, if there is something that I am just like, I am not ready to do it. I really can't move forward because one of the one of the biggest and most profound things that I learned here was if I have an issue with any of the steps, I have an issue with step one. If I'm really objectionable to doing this process, I don't really thank you. I really don't think that I'm powerless. And that's a really that's a gut punch for a girl like me because I'm definitely in pain. But if I don't have that step one in, in place you know, that first stone properly in place, I'm not going to do this work. And so what do I do with step six, right? Because I'm basically told in step three that my, like, 
I can see where my life is like crash burn 61 to 63. So what am I supposed to do here? And so it, it gives me a great, you know, it gives me a great prayer in, in step seven, but and I mean this with all due respect, because it's just my experience that prayer for me doesn't promote action, but prayer for me is a commitment to action. It's my, my first, you know, like we do that step three prayer and then we do the inventory. So it's like, okay, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. I don't really get what this means. I'm willing, I'm willing, go, go. And so for me, what step six is, is it's the pause point to consider, is this is this like stirring something up in me? Am, am I starting to have a change here? Basically that spiritual experience talks about that transformation, psychological, psychic change, all these things. Am I starting to really be so disturbed that I'm willing to keep on going? If so, ready, set, go. And so six for me is kind of like, it's kind of like a step one almost of my, of my character. Not the the bad things. I mean, there's beautiful things that for a while I didn't look at because all I could see was just the yuck. I could just see the slime and the sludge and all the things that were like under the sand that's always been here deep down, but that just couldn't get out because I was just so full of piss and vinegar and hate and and this idea that everybody else can get this, but I can't. I won't. I don't deserve it. I shouldn't because look at what I've done. And step six for me is um, a big grace point and a mercy point because it says to me, you know, this hurts, but we're going to move our way to something better. We're going to collaborate in the spiritual program of action to be able to do something better. So I don't just sit there and say, higher power, take it, like take the wheel. I don't, I'm going to get ready to, to collaborate and contribute into my recovery so that all the ick pieces, all the pieces where I just feel black on the inside, I can, I can have a partnership to be able to make things right where I can. And, you know, if anybody's struggling, I love the idea of the, the CYOC, choose your own conception. The idea of like a higher power, you don't have to have something locked down. You don't have to borrow somebody else's if that doesn't seem right. If that seems punitive, if that seems like something that's so like, I don't like that. I, I don't like that some days and I have my own conception. So some days for me, I just have to remember the power of the, of the results of the recovery program, the power of the group, the power of the people that have had a change as a result of going through this process, the power of the women that I get to do this with every day that say to me, yeah, this is really objectionable. This is starting to hurt. I've got to do something different because if not, eventually eating is going to be like a step up, you know? And so I'm grateful for step six. I'm grateful for the person that brought me through it because it One really minute. taught me like, thank you. It really taught me that like, this doesn't have to be a step that is super belabored. It doesn't have to take weeks and months. All I have to say is, ouch, this is hurting. What can we do next? Let's, forward, let's go forward with this because there's six other steps here that are designed to be able to help us move in a way where we can, 
we can move with the process instead of against the process. We don't have to fight it. We can work with it. And it's not all on us. I mean, I get tons of help, resources, capital H, capital R, lowercase, people with skin on, people walk me through this so that there is a better way. So that is what I have to share. I, I hope that was helpful to someone. And um, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks. Oh, Sam, thank you so much. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. Okay. We'll now open the meeting for questions and for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing a question should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept the guidelines in order to keep this meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And, and um, the Zoom host will, you will tell them to unmute, right? And I will call out the names as I see them in order on my screen. Okay. So I think we have Natalie that would like to speak. Go ahead, Natalie. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. What a fantastic share. Um, just your qualifications, everything you've come from and uh, where you are today. I just, uh, I feel very moved. I feel like you're, I can really feel the, uh, the energy of the program and the steps in you. And, um, and it, is it okay to ask a question? Okay. So uh, the question is just that, um, you know, I'm experiencing in my recovery, uh, I almost call it like this very different di distant veil sometimes of uh, fear. And I can't always tell what it is actually. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just aware of it. I try to write about it. And, um, and the only thing I can think of is sometimes the not enoughness, like I bring that into everything. Like there's not enough, uh, I'm not enough doing enough program. I'm not doing, you know, it used to be not enough food, but um, so I'm kind of watching that. Um, but anyways, I guess my question is, uh, you know, the in-between times, even the in-between your 10 steps, is there ever a sense of like, you're not exactly sure being with a not knowing, but you know that there's something going on and you're not exactly sure what it is. Thanks. Oh, what a great question. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think if anybody tells you that they've got all their stuff together, run, run away. Cause they're just... <laughs> They're having a thing. So where I want to, where I want to lead you to, and, and this is how, why I, I know that it's so normal is it's in our text. And I, I just, I always go back to the big book because I don't want to talk out of ego because I've, I've got the gift of gab too, which is not always great. But on page 84, it tells us this, and I missed it for a long time. And I used to try to attack things with inventory because I want to intellectualize it. I want to spend more time focusing on me and less time focusing on anybody else. So when I have that not enoughness, I just keep thinking of me. So it says over here um, in step 11, it says, um, we pause when agitated or doubtful, right? So it says right here, we're gonna be doubtful and we're gonna be agitated. <laughs> and then we ask for the right thought or action. We remind ourselves we're not running the show. And then we say, thy will not mind be done. I'm not really big with the whole, that last part. But what I, I usually say is, if I'm into me, what's the next thought or action? Where can I move out some positive energy? 
And can I help somebody? Do I need to do my dishes? Do I need to take my dog out? What am I able to do? Do I, can I call a newcomer? Um, something to get me out of me. Um, and, and the pausing really for me helps me to figure out, is this actually a fear or is this just a moment of, of doubt? And if so, yeah, I, I just have to say, like, I do all that. Like, I, I mean, I, I should have qualified and just said, I actually do all that. I almost do like almost go overboard with it. And it's, and I can still feel sometimes it's there. So I'm just, uh, I'm working with it, but I definitely, yeah, that pause and, and getting out of myself and, and actually that's where I went to not enoughness was, am I like doing too much even like on that level? So I, the only thing I can get sometimes is just sitting with the emptiness that maybe someone pointed out that maybe, um, <laughs> you know, getting comfortable with, uh, with just contentment and spaciousness without having anyways, I don't know if that makes sense too. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Natalie. Um, I forgot to say one thing. I'm, but if the timekeeper can please set the timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up and if the speakers ask the question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay. Who'd like to share now? Nicole, go ahead, Nicole. Hi, I'm Nicole, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for that beautiful share. Um, I love so much of what you said from the beginning on, um, you know, um, like answering questions about am I the am I a compulsive overeater? And then so you took the test and you passed with flying colors, <laughs> but you didn't mean to brag. That was that was cute. Um, but yeah, and I like what you said about how um, st the steps before step six, like four and five are, you know, really where we, um, you know, get, um, we're going pretty, like you said, go, that's when you just go, like you go from three and then you get real into it. So I think of step six as in like kind of a reflection period where it says like, are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have just admitted, which, which we have admitted are objectionable? Like, it's kind of like, a, okay, let me, I'm at like, you know, a pause point where I can like, just look at that and see, you know, reasonably, yes, I should be ready, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I also think, you know, for me, when I was in step six, it was also kind of like, um, I was already excited about step seven and so grateful for God because, you know, some part of me believes that like willingness without action is fantasy, but I know that I think, and I was going to ask you a question after, but, um, so I, you know, I think in step six, I was like, all of these things that were causing my own troubles, like within me, it was me causing my own troubles. God is going to remove them like in step seven and, and like, um, I think you touched on it too. It's kind of like the beginning of the humility where we start to see, um, like have that humility. So, but my question is, um, because I think somewhere in the book, it says willingness without action is, is dead or something like that. Uh, or maybe it's, I, I don't know. I don't have it right, but I am like inclined to believe that willingness is not enough. And, and so I was going to ask your opinion of what do you think of willingness by itself and or willingness without action? I just wrote down on my notebook, willingness without action is fantasy. I think you said it. I mean, 
I've done willingness before. I, I call it wishing. I think just one step. It doesn't have to be a huge step, but one step. When I talk to new gals, um, especially girl, gals that are thinking about doing the program and they say, well, I'm going to sit and wait. I say, I, I say to them, I don't know if willingness is just going to last as long as your phone call or how much further it'll go. So I love that. I wrote that down. Willingness without action is fantasy. I think that's brilliant. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Nicole. Ian? Hi, I'm Ian. I'm a compulsive overreader. Very grateful to be here today. Good to see you guys. Thank you, Sam, so much. That, that, was, that was excellent. Um, I've been struggling with a, a step six problem myself, um, talking to my sponsor about feeling really insecure about a number of things, my masculinity, my skill at my job, the number of friends that I have, and are they the right kind of friends, and lots, lots of stuff. And you know, she told me, you have a step six problem. There's stuff that you're not willing to let go. And I'm really grateful to hear a lot of this. Um, that idea about when I when I have discomfort or I have fear, I have resentment, like attacking it with inventories. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I do that too. Um, because I'm a thinker and I'm a really good thinker. Um, and I love to think about myself. Um, and I think steps four and five are great because they I need to understand my character. Um but it's so safe to stay there because that's what I'm used to. And, and the longer I can just take inventory of myself and say, okay, I'm afraid because of this. I'm resentful because of this. I'm being dishonest here because I'm afraid of whatever just makes me feel more in control. And the idea of taking an honest objective as possible inventory and then turning it over to someone and then saying, I'm ready to let go of this is an entirely different thing because like, I'm ready to let go of the pain that my defects cause me, but it's a lot harder to let go of the safety that I feel when I'm doing that. <laughs> the safety that I feel when I'm being self-centered, the safety that I feel when I'm looking for approval from other people, it's so familiar. Um, that's that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting out of this, um, and I, I really love the way you articulated that. So, um, thank you all. I'll pass. Thanks, Ian. Okay, who'd like to share next? Oh, Lisa. Go ahead, Lisa. Hey, everybody. My name is Lisa, and I am a compulsive eater, stress eater, and emotional eater. And um, this is, yeah, that's, that's one of the best shares I've heard on sex, sex, step six. And I've been around a long time. And how you really did delve into just, the, just you know, the short, I mean, it's so short in the big book. Um, and you really broke it down. Help me see it in a new light. Um, I love your back up your willingness with action and willingness with feet. You know, I feel the same way about with gratitude. If you don't back up your gratitude, it's just words to me. 
You know, my first sponsor was just a gratitude was an action word. And it took me a long time to figure what she was talking about. And it's like, if you're grateful for something, show it, you know, and if I like, you know, the other thing you said is if you have a problem with a step, then you have a problem with step one. And it all goes back to step one and being willing to do, you know, um, the willingness, you know, I'm powerless over, you know, my compulsive overeating. And what am I willing to do? You know, it all is about action. And it's all about, you know, going forward. You know, he says, I'm here to have an experience to recover. That was, <laughs> that was brilliant. You know, we are, it, it, this is an experience. This is a journey. And the more I put into it, the more I'm going to get out. You know, I don't do a lot of work. I'm not going to get a lot out of it. I'm not going to have a great experience, you know? And I'm just recently really fi finding out that it's my character defects that are usually what caused me to, to go back out and, and to pick up. Um, it's always my character defects, you know, what, you know, what am I afraid of? What am I not wanting to face? What am I, you know, what, you know, am I not having control over something? And I, I knew it, but I just really just, it really went from my head to my heart um, about a couple of weeks ago when I, you know, I've been going through a lot in my life right now. I got a lot going on, a lot of stressful situations. These are the things that I ate over all the time. And um, I picked up and it's like, you know, so I've been really looking at my character defects and really praying about them and trusting, you know, trusting my higher power, you know, do I trust my higher power with, with my food, with the situation and trying to make my higher power even bigger, you know, to take it all in to, you know, to, um, to let them more in, you know, because I, I need to. You know, um, so I just really appreciate you sharing um, your thoughts and, and your experience tonight. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. So we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions and shares.